Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another Victory Monday edition of the Believe in Lions podcast. Lions, get the shootout victory over the Los Angeles Chargers, and I'm your host as always, Jack Kavanaugh. And I am joined by a man who had some success against the Los Angeles Chargers, who actually had a pick six against the Chargers. Now, we were hoping that Kirby Joseph could have taken that pick back or had a different pick six in Glover's honor, but still pretty good game. Glover Quinn here as always to join. What's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Great Victor Monday to say again. It really, really is the energy yesterday it was electric it was a mostly complete game the defense could have made a couple more plays but even still they had some stops it was just a fun entertaining game and i think it's official i think the popular consensus is that the lions can win a super bowl or at least that's what tony romo's saying now yeah i mean i i think they can i think they do have some stuff that they need to clean up um I do think they 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 have the potential to definitely make a deep playoff run. Um, I think the one thing that I want to see from the Lions uh, is them win that that tough drag out physical game. I mean, we've seen them; we know they can win a shootout, right? Yeah. But when they play against the the Seattle and they just want to be physical and bully can we stand up when they played against Baltimore and they just wanted to come out and be physical? Like, can you win like that? Because we know Philadelphia is going to try to play like that. We know San Francisco is going to play like that. So can they win those tough physical games where, Hey, it's not necessarily a shootout. You're going to have to get dirty, win the trenches. We know they can win the trenches offensively with the O-line. We're going to have to make sure that they can hold up the D line wise and win in the trenches, but I definitely like their chances. They, 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 they're playing really well right now. And that's what I was thinking. It's okay. Yes. The trench battle on the offensive line. I am confident that they can win a dirty, hard fought game. They ran for over 200 yards yesterday and didn't allow a sack. I'm not worried about the offensive line, but the defensive line can get pushed around a little bit at times struggled with pressure. We had three quarterback hits from Aiden Hutchinson, Two from Anzalone in those blitz packages, but that's basically become the story of this defense where Hutchinson will get his. Sometimes he's quiet, but he's going to get his. Otherwise, you're going to need something special. We're not getting pressure by rushing four. We need to dial something up, whether it's a linebacker, a safety, a corner. It's a blitz or it's Aiden Hutchinson, and that needs to change. Right, and, you know, maybe... You know, if James Houston come off of IR at some point, he can get back in there. Um, you know, Romeo got to get got to get more pressure out of him um, because, yeah, you know, when you having to send those linebackers to get to create pressure, that opens you up in coverage, especially underneath. You have to play more man to man, things like that. And I mean, we saw Keenan Allen get get off yesterday. You know, and I and I kind of you know. I was doing a podcast with one of the San Diego guys. I mean, not San Diego, the 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 Chargers guys. And um, that was the two things that I talked about. I said, I feel like the Lions have to be able to stop Keenan Allen and they have to be able to stop Austin Eckler. And I felt like they let both of those guys have decent days. You know, Keenan Allen had a great day. 
Um, Austin Eckler made some plays. And then obviously, you know, those other guys were able to make a couple plays here or there. But Keenan Allen, he was the one that that had him going for a while. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what, you know, I felt like the game would be like that. I felt like it would be an entertaining game, shootout type of game. Um, and the Lions defense will have to make one or two more stops. And they did that. You know what I'm saying? But like I say, we know they can win those type of games. We know they can win the wide open, outscore you. You know, they have a plethora of offensive weapons to be able to do that. So that's not a problem. We 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 know that. It's just can they win the tough physical games? And um, I think they can. Um, they just got to show it. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. They do. They do have to show it. And they, they do need to do a better job at limiting the guys you need to limit, at least in this one, right? Because everyone knew the ball was going to Keenan Allen. 11 receptions, 14 targets. 175 yards and two TDs, and everyone knew where the ball was going all of the time. And if it wasn't going to him, it was going to Austin Eckler, who also goes for 115 yards and a rushing TD. I I can live with the touchdown to Jalen Guyton. I can live with the touchdown to Quentin Johnston. I wish they didn't happen, but I can live with it. But just the fact that they got roasted by those two had me a little bit worried. But we talked about this heading into the game. If Justin Herbert got going, that could put pressure on the Lions. Thankfully, the Lions got up early, so the pressure was never really on them to come back. And so the pass rush wasn't able to get after the Lions in the way that you would think when you see Justin Herbert throws for 300 yards and four TDs. Right. I mean, and the Lions did a good job of, of starting out fast. You know what I'm saying? When you when you can start out fast and, and get going, like you say, you can control the game and play the game on your terms as opposed to, to their terms. But the Lions did a great job of running the ball. Jameer Gibbs looked great running the ball. David Montgomery, that was a, a spectacular run. You know, I didn't even know he had that in his package. You know, I, I really didn't. To be able to come out like that, um, put a move on a safety like that, and then take it the distance, that was, that was great to see because, honestly, I didn't know he had that in his package. Um, but that's also probably, like he said, you know, he had the – pull out his inner Jameer, right? Like being influenced by a younger, faster, explosive guy, you know, you want to show that, hey, I can somewhat do that because I'm pretty sure if Jameer have a tough in-between-the-tackles run where he maybe truck somebody, he's probably going to say the same thing, right? I had to pull out my, you know, my my David Montgomery and just kind of lower my head and, and get through there, right? So it's good that those guys are feeding off each other and 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 running the ball the way they are because if they can continue to run the ball like that that will win in december in january in the playoffs being able to run the ball especially when you're not playing in favorable conditions i mean as at this point right now they're the two seeds so they only will have to go on the road 
to in the championship game. And right now it's looking like Philly. And I mean, we know Philly could be awful in, in January. Um, but right now it looks like, you know, they may have a couple home games if they can stay at this at this level. So that's a good thing for the Lions, but they're still going to have to run the ball to win late in the season and in the playoffs. And there is a chance that they end up having the NFC Championship game in Detroit. Philly's got a tough schedule coming up. They face the Bengals, the 49ers, the Chiefs. So maybe the Lions, if they keep running the ball like this, they can sneak in there again, over 200 yards rushing. And it really was a flip of the script. You know, David Montgomery, if you told me a Lions running back busted a 75-yard TD, obviously I'm assuming it's Jameer Gibbs. And if you tell me that one of the Lions running backs had two goal line touchdowns within the three-yard line, I'm thinking it's David Montgomery. But like you said, they're playing off each other, and it is absolutely beautiful. And it was nice to see Jamison Williams once again making a play on that David Montgomery run. I the man just loves blocking for David Montgomery, it seems. Yeah, I mean, and that shows, you know, great teamwork, great humility by him to to be able to hustle like that and and only be worrying about his guy getting able to score a touchdown. I don't I I don't I mean I, I mean I haven't played in a while, so I guess I'm not up with all the rules that they but I didn't see anything wrong with the Taylor Decker block on the Jamison Williams touchdown. I I I I mean you can't cut anymore. Is that what they're saying? I, I don't know, you know. And I was at I was at the baseball game watching it on my iPad, um, but I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything wrong with that. I'm like, can you not? Can you not cut guys anymore? Block. And I know they be calling that on these DBs when they go down and chop the old lineman. But I'm saying here, like, guys, what do you expect? You got this 300 pound old lineman pulling around on this 185 pound corner. Like, what do you expect that guy to do? He, he can't physically hold up against a big O-lineman. So he has to go down and create a pile or do something. Like, you can't expect him to match up against these big O-linemen. So I don't understand what they're doing right there, but that block on Taylor Decker, I didn't see anything wrong with that. And they called back a touchdown. Like, that was that was a huge play. But it was nice to see Jamison Williams catch it and do something with it and get in the end zone. That was That was good to see. Yeah, it really was. And he caught both of his official targets. He had two official targets, caught both for 18 yards. They don't count that touchdown because of the penalty. But like you said, it shouldn't have been a penalty. And I'm not just biased because I'm a Lions fan. This is listening to the refs, the commentary. During the game, they're saying, yeah, the rule is you can't cut block outside the tackle box. But he's the tackle and he's in the tackle box. So it was just a bad call. Shouldn't have happened. And there were a couple times throughout the game, it's felt a little ticky tacky on the lines to keep the chargers in. Yeah, I I, I didn't like it. I, no. And I don't like it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff about the officiating that I don't that I haven't liked. And you know, I'm not an official, so I I, I just try to let those guys do their thing. But so a few things that I, I really haven't liked, and like I said, that's one of them. When I see when I see them make that call, especially on these DBs, I'm like, guys. What do you expect us to do right there? You you want us to stand up and get just mauled by Trent Williams, get thrown into the top in the upper deck of the stadium? Like, what do you want the guy to do? And, you know, Trent Williams, I saw a video. I saw him talking about number 31 for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars kind of like turned around and took off running. Like, what do you expect him to do, Trent? Like, 
what do you expect? Like, you can't win those battles. So I think, I don't know. I, like I say, I don't know what they're trying to change. I don't know. If they, I, I, I don't know. But I can't necessarily say that I like it. Yeah, trying to protect the offensive lineman's knees at the expense of just the entire body of the defensive back. <laughs> nah. No. Can't no. do that. No. Can't do that. But that's what they're doing. Yeah, Some rough officiating yesterday throughout the season, both helping the Lions, hurting the Lions all across the NFL. It just has become that point. But back to the Lions and what they did do this weekend. Jared Goff looked crisp once again, 333 yards, two touchdowns, one to Amon Ross St. Brown, who is just taken on another level at this point. Four straight games over 100 yards. It just seems that he is just operating at such a high level and he has been for a couple of years now but it just seems he's elevated himself to a new plane oh yeah i mean he's been playing great he's been playing great and that's what you want to see you want to see the the, the chip stay on the shoulder you want to see all those things and you just want to see them continue to get better and he's definitely been doing that he's he's the guy and it's hard to do it week in and week out when you're the guy and he continues to do it week in and week out as the guy. And so you like it. You like everything about it. Yeah, just the offense is clicking at the right time. Hopefully the defense can start clicking once again. They had a great start to the game, too. First four drives for the Chargers. There was a punt. There was a field goal, an interception by Kirby Joseph. Tribute to Glover Quinn, it looked like, on the sideline sliding in there. And then another punt for the first four drives. Then things kind of started to get out of hand. Once they went to the hurry up, it almost seemed like the Chargers not letting the Lions have time to huddle really hurt the Lions. And is that a thing that you can work on, improve on? I don't understand. I understand, yes, they're quicker to the line of scrimmage. Yes, it's more tiring. You have less time off in between plays. But it's still the same schematics, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just, you know, sometimes you're just off balance. Sometimes that's that's just not what you are, you know, plan game plan wise. Um, mm. you know, sometimes you have certain packages, certain things that you want to do. And then when they start to try to speed you up, you're trying to get to those things and guys are trying to run in, run out. Guys are not in guys are supposed to be in guys are supposed to be out. So it just kind of changes up what you want to do and how you want to do it. it. Throws you off balance a little bit. And it's a, it's a wide-open game like that. When you're playing against the Los Angeles Chargers team, it's a wide-open game. Those guys are trying to spread the ball around, although they really only have Keenan Allen, but they will get to, to those other guys. They want to run fast breaks. They, they're just kind of what they want. They don't want to be a physical football team and just kind of grind it. Like, they're they going to dink and donk you, but they want to they wanna get the ball moving. And so sometimes it happens like that. It takes you a little while to get settled in and, you know, it throws you off balance a little bit. And that's what it looked like happened, you know what I'm saying? Just throwing them off balance a little bit. But they were able to make enough plays. The Kirby Joseph interception was 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 nice. You know, he's on the sideline, a little toe-tap action right there, well, a little shin-tap action right there. Um, you know, maybe we can use our hands, stay on our feet, and try to turn that thing up. I'm just picking and, and, and trying to push you to the next highest level. But that was a great interception, big-time play. I love seeing those guys making plays. Well, and you were talking about it leading into the game that we need more interceptions. We especially need another pick six, only one on the season, and it was in week one against the Kansas City Chiefs. But 
It's a good start from Kirby Joseph. He's looking a lot more like himself lately. Had some injury issues early in the season, and it looks like he's putting it together. I'm excited to see what this Lions offense, defense can do, especially now that we get to host the Chicago Bears. And now this is not going to be the physical matchup that we need the Lions to put on tape. But it is an opportunity to put some big, high-energy plays on tape and kind of beat up on a team that may or may not have Justin Fields and a team that is in your division. Yeah, the Lions got to go out and just dominate. They, they, yeah. I mean, they've been dominant all year um, for the most part, but they got to go out. This is a division game. You know, they should beat Chicago. They got to go out and do it and not make it close. Just go out and play, play well, you know, execute at a high level. And, and you know, Justin Fields or no Justin Fields, like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a game. But we obviously know it's a division game. It's a black and blue division. They're going to play tough. They're going to play tough. Um, but the Lions definitely got to go out and, and play a physical game. And this may be one of those games where they try to do that. Hey, we're going to just yeah. establish dominance. Right, we got our old line back. We're going to get them some good reps. You know what? David Montgomery, you're playing against your former team. We're going to we're gonna run downhill. You, Jameer Gibbs, we're going to set the tone because we feel like offensively they can't score more than we can score. And we're going to set the tone running the ball and open up our play action game but we really just want to work on being physical and running the ball so that we're getting ourselves prepared for december and into the playoffs and i think these two next these next two weeks are actually perfect for that they might not get punched in the mouth by the chicago bears it might not be the physical counterattack. same with the green bay packers it's probably not going to be an overly physical offense battering the detroit lions defense but you can act that way you can treat it that way and get ready for when you have to play the saints the saints are an inconsistent team but they are a physical team they are a team that the offensive line is going to come out punching the detroit lions defense in the mouth the defensive line is going to be taking shots at the lions as well so you have two weeks to prepare for in division matchups which is going to be a hard battle and then you get the saints one of the more physical teams in the nfl before you get the Bears again, you get the Broncos again, and then you get the Vikings, which suddenly becomes pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. And the Vikings are playing well right now. I mean, Josh Dobbs, you know, he's doing something right over there. Defensively, they've been playing better. Um, so, yeah, it's a good stretch for the Lions. I think they should definitely win all these games, though. Honestly, I think they should beat the Bears. They should beat the Packers. They should beat the Vikings. They should beat the Saints. Like, they should win all these games. Um, I mean, if we're talking about a team that we're expecting to be – Super Bowl contender, NFC championship level type team. They got to be Chicago, Green Bay, Saints, Vikings. They got to win those games. So oh, yeah. um, I don't want to make too much of it. The Vikings are playing well, but the Lions got to win these next four or five. I don't want to say easily because it's the NFL and it'd be tough, but they definitely got to go beat the Bears. We don't lose on Thanksgiving. No. So that's just how it is. It is. It is. You don't want to look past it, but you don't want to make too much out of it because these are games that the Lions must win, should win. Toughest game left on the schedule is at the Dallas Cowboys, second last game of the season, day before New Year's Eve. But other than that, the Lions very well could end the season with just two losses. And that is a beautiful picture. Yeah, they got to come to Dallas. They do got to come to Dallas. The day before New Year's? Yeah, December 30th in Dallas. Oh, I might try to go to that. Yeah. 
December 30th. Oh, I might try to go to that. Yeah, it's a Saturday, too. They're oh. playing. They're the one Saturday game that week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We might try to make that happen. Take my balls out. Yeah. We might do that. Start trying to see if I can hit the lines up and get some tickets. Hey, lines. <laughs> <laughs> Will you have me once again? And I'm sure they'll have you back. They always have a great time whenever you come to town, whether it's training camp, whether it's a game. Is, is it in like, Detroit? No, it's, in, it in, it's in Dallas. In Dallas it's in, but I think, oh, yeah, okay. uh, I think the Lions are uh, happy to have you around anyways. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah let's do that, <laughs> Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a good end to the season here. But before we move on to from the Lions and the rest of the NFL, I do want to ask you about stuff going on in Texas, specifically the Texans in Houston, because your guy, D'Amico Ryans, I saw your post yesterday on Instagram. You are loving what you're seeing from D'Amico Ryans in the Houston Texans. What's that like both as a resident of Houston? Cause you're obviously happy to see the Texans do well. And then you have the extra layer where it's your buddy. It's your friend. It's your pal. That's doing these great things for the Houston Texans. It's, it's actually really cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, I got love for the Texans. I like love for Detroit. I love both the organization that I play for. Um, but I live here. So I get a lot of questions from just fans and people, you know, what do you think about the Texans? And, you know, and I try to watch them whenever I can. Obviously, I watch probably more Detroit than I watch other Texans, but I can see what's going on in, in, in Houston and the way he got those guys playing, you know, the excitement that he brings and going on the road, beating a Cincinnati team in Cincinnati, a good team. You know, C.J. Stroud has been playing phenomenal. Um, those guys are looking good. Um, and so to see a former teammate, a guy that you respect, um, as a player that's that's went on to to become a coach and and he's doing well as a good head coach um you just happy for him and and to see you know obviously the city is a lot better it's a lot more fun it's a lot more going on when the team plays well we all know that that good stuff so it's a lot of excitement around here and and people want to see you know what's going to happen how they're going to be how they're going to finish up are they going to get into the playoffs all these different things and so it's just a good feeling right now. So for me, I'm getting uh I feel good on both ends. You know what I'm saying? The Lions are seven and two, you know, leading the north and, and the Texans are playing well. So both of my uh former teams are 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 doing well. So it's it's a good spot for me to be in. Well, and it almost feels like the Texans are where the Lions were last year. The Texans didn't well, the year before, I guess they went through the hard rebuild without D'Amico Ryans, where they bottomed out. This year, though, it kind of feels like, yeah, this is a team. It's a frisky team. They, they're they going to compete for playoffs. They're going to be down there at the end, probably competing for that seventh seed. But they're a team no one wants to face, especially when you can beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Did you always get this sense that D'Amico Ryans was going to be a head coach someday? Um, I mean, if he wanted to coach, you know, he was that type of player. You know, he was a captain. I mean, that was our nickname for him. We called him Cap. You know what I'm saying? Like, um he was a leader he just was that type of guy smart definitely somebody that you can see as a coach and then when you see him as a head coach you're like yeah i can see definitely see D'Amico as a head coach he's just that type of guy he always been that type of guy's great player great leader 
you know, great communicator, all those different things. He know how to, he know how to listen. He actually knows how to follow. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing about most great leaders. They also know how to follow as well. So I definitely can see, you know, him being the head coach and, you know, when it happened, the way it happened, uh, for him to be able to come back to Houston, um, the place where he started his career and, and the place that drafted him and to be a head coach and, you know, turn this thing around for the city. Houston is a great football city. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you wish guys like that, you know, much success. And, uh, that just opens up doors for more guys, you know, that, that are former players that really want to, that want to get into coaching. And, you know, you're saying it with, you know, Antonio Pierce and, 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 and Vegas, right. You know, you're getting these guys who played and they were smart and they, they understand how to coach. Um, they're younger. They understand the new age of players and and the things that are going on and, and what these players are dealing with and how they're having to having to be. And so it's just been a good thing to see, you know, some of these younger coaches, former players um, get an opportunity and, and, and make well with it. And you see it mirrored once again with the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans, both head coaches, former players. They have former players on their staff. It's just it's almost like you former players know a thing or two about the game. Yeah, you know, you do. You do. And you get the right you get the right group of players, former players. You know, what I'm saying the, the ones that were, you know, hardworking, dedicated, just had to be that way. There was that type of player. They're going to put the same energy into their coaching style. And they're gonna breed that same energy into their players. And and when you got a team that respects the game, they work hard, they practice hard, they understand detail, they pay attention to detail. Um, you can be you can be really good because all of, all those guys are are really good players. Um, and so it's just good to see them having success on the coaching side. And that wasn't the only exciting thing going on in Houston this weekend for you as well. You were at the Houston Dynamos game taking pictures on the sideline. So how did that end up happening? <laughs> you know what? That's uh you know, that's a good that's a good question, you know. It um man, it was just crazy. You know, I reached out to um just a couple media companies because I like taking pictures. You know, I've been taking pictures for a while. When I retired from football in 2019, I um, decided to get more serious about taking photos and videos and stuff like that. So I, I've always liked cameras. Um, I just really didn't know what I was doing. I just like taking pictures. And so when I retired, I was like, you know what? Now I got time. Now I got time to really dive into it. I'm like, I got young kids at the at the time. They all play sports. I got plenty of birthdays, sporting events, hopefully school events. And I was like, you know, what? I don't want to have to pay somebody to come take pictures of my kids or videos of my kids. And I'm with them all the time. And so I kind of started working at it. Then it's back in 2018, bought me a camera, Sony a seven three. And I just kind of started doing it then just taking pictures of everything and learning how to video and just doing all that stuff i just started doing it and taking little classes online i find little classes that i like stuff i want to learn watch a bunch of youtube videos figure stuff out and you really just go out and practice and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot so i've been doing this for a long time you know what i'm saying just doing a lot of stuff like i say with my kids a lot of their friends just shooting stuff family stuff i got nieces and nephews that play sports so i go out and shoot all the time I shoot their stuff. And so just kind of been leading up and leading up and leading up. And so then, you know, I start seeing a couple of things from other people and I was just like, man, you know, 
the biggest thing that you need is access. Like, how do you get, you know, how do you get access? Cause like when I go to a high school game, I'm shooting from the stands and you know, high school games aren't lit up like professional games. Right. So I'm like, I'm shooting from the stands. It's dark. It's hard to get like good shots. You're shooting from, you know, a hundred, you know, however far away. And so I was like, man, I need to, I need to get access. And so I was doing a little research and looking, I was like, man, it looks like, you know, you probably have to be with like a newspaper or news, a media group or some kind of way that you can get credentials to get out to have access. So I just started reaching out to a couple of different companies and media companies, news companies to try to, you know, and, and I was literally just letting them know, like, I, I, I really don't even need necessarily get paid. Like, I just really want access to be able to shoot and continue to practice and continue to work. And, you know, I, I've never really, you know, went into anything worrying about money. It's always for me been about the process of learning, getting better. And I just felt like, the monetary things will come. You know what I'm saying? When you do a great job, you focus on the right things, money will come. And so I just wanted to get access. And so I reached out to a couple of guys and, you know, this company, uh, you know, Divi Media, uh, Viva Houston, they kind of hit me back and was like, man, this is kind of cool. Like, you really want to come out and shoot? And it was, I was like, yeah. And so they was like, well, we got a concert going on Friday at Smart Financial if you want to go shoot that. So I went and shot a... a latino music concert it was kind of cool the rules they only give you a couple minutes to shoot but um shot a couple shots there so i'm gonna put those out part of the day and then um he was like you know they got the dynamo game saturday uh we got credentials for that if you want to go out and shoot the dynamo game i'm like dang so then the baseball schedule came and i was like oh man my kids got games this time i was like you know what man i might have to miss that four o'clock game to go and shoot the dynamo game. And so that's what I did. I talked to my son. I told him I was going to miss his first game, but I wanted to go and shoot the soccer game and then try to do that. And he was like, all right, dad. So I went shot that and made it back to his game. And so that's how I ended up shooting the, the dynamo game, man. And so it's just kind of fun, you know, to, to see, you know, like I say, I started this back in 2018, just shooting a bunch of stuff behind the scenes. And finally, you know, you get a chance, you feel confident in your ability to shoot different environments, different situations. And um, now you're shooting uh, the the Houston Dynamo. So it, it was kind of fun, man. It was kind of fun. So I can't wait to put out more pictures for the gallery out so people can just go and look at, you know, some of the shots that I got. And like I say, it's different when you're shooting just to shoot, right? If you, like I say, if you're shooting for a publication, they, you're probably shooting certain things. You have a plan as to what you're shooting. Uh, when you're just freelancing, just kind of shooting, you're just kind of shooting shots and, you know, you get some stuff, you not get some stuff. Like I say, it's a little different, but it's kind of cool. So, you know, just got some different shots. So I'll be putting some of those out today and, you know, post probably posting a lot because I, I like posting. I like posting pictures. And so make sure you're following Glover on Instagram at Glover Quinn. You can also find them at GQ photo underscore photos or GQ photos. So it's Glover Quinn photos. Um, it's is is GQ underscore frames. If you want to see there my framing journey, um, I got stuff. I got projects dropping on my framing page too because I do I do custom framing, and those are actually really 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 cool projects. So I mean, you can uh, you can follow that page if you just into that. Um, you can follow the photo page if you just into that. You can follow my regular page if you just want to hear some football talk. You want to see some behind the scenes stuff. It's just a lot of stuff going on. 
Um, but I like to mix it up. I like to have it specialized so that you can just kind of choose what you want to, what you want to be a part of and, uh, and support that way. Yeah. So make sure you're following all of those pages because you will not believe some of the content you get to see, including that goal that you caught the one that you read the caption I'm reading this and it's wow, barely got the lens on right before this goal was taken. And then you hear the story behind the scenes, how it actually happened. And it's like, wow, just incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Both, both goals, you know, like I said, I was, I was on one end and I had on a wide lens 24 to 70. So it wasn't, you know, a super zoom lens. Um, and I had it on my video camera cause I like photo and video. So a lot of times if I go to like my kids game and I'm really doing it, I have like a double stack. I have like my photo camera here and I have like my video camera stacked right on top of it. And I'm trying to get photo and video cause I like both. I like to have pictures of the moment and i like to have video too so generally that's how i'm doing it at my kids games but at this game i just was trying to take photos and then boom i try to get some video and so i had a certain lens on the video camera and i was like you know i want to put the longer lens on because they were on the other end and so i was like you know what i gotta just do it so i reach in my bag pull out the lens it's a 100 to 400 you know i haven't bought one of those 400 millimeter primes yet it's like a twelve thousand dollar lens actually so, you know, until I probably start getting paid to take photos, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to make that investment yet, but it'll come at some point. Right. But I pulled out a 100 to 400 millimeter lens. Right. So I pull it out. It's a long lens. Right. You see those big lenses. Right. And I didn't have my monopod. I didn't have a tripod, any of those things, because I wasn't really expecting to use that lens. I just had brought it just to have it. So when I pull it out, I put it on the camera. No anything just hand i cut the camera on pointed to down in the action tried to find like zoom it in tried to find the ball i find the ball boom they hit it to the guy hector herrera he heads it to Corey baird baird and then he kicks it in i'm just like dang and it's handheld so i'm trying to hold this big lens and anybody that you knows cameras you got this big lens it's hard to hold it still to zoom because it's it's a big lens right and I look at the playback on my camera and I'm like, dang, I think I got it. I think I got the shot. And so I was ready to see it on the computer. I put it on the computer and I was like, wow, it actually came out. I had to slow it down a little bit so you can kind of see the play because it was moving. It was jittery. Um, but it was actually kind of cool that I barely even like I literally had just put the lens on the camera, literally had just put the lens on the camera. So. The timing was great. God is good. You know what I'm saying? It just it just worked out that way. And even on the last and even on the last go, I was getting ready to leave because I was trying to make it to my son's eight o'clock game. So I'm like, man, they going in the extra inning. Well, not extra innings, but extra time. They was doing penalty kicks. They had told us we couldn't be down there. A lot of stuff was going on. So I was like, all right, man, I'm gonna take off. I'm leaving. I go to the media room, packing my bags, right? Packing my bag. And next thing you know, I'm walking out. And they're shooting on the far end. I'm on the back end, right? I look out there and I'm like, man, I look at the time. I'm like, I got a little time. <sighs> All right. So I pull out my little, my video camera and I had put the small lens back on it, right? And I'm shooting from the back, you know, and I'm just like, it's cool. I'm getting good shots, but it was just wider shots because I'm farther away with a, not a zoom lens. And so now, instead of being able to change my lens i was like you know what i just got to pull out my other camera that already had my photo lens on it that i was shooting pictures with 
and I just got to take video with that one, and hopefully it comes out pretty good. But I was like, I'm gonna be in the crowd. I'm literally standing in the crowd, and once again, it's handheld. It's just kind of in the moment. So when you look at those shots, you know that's why they don't look all smooth and crisp like you would see on TV. They look like I was in the action, man. And I I kind of like that look. I kind of like giving the fans of this is what it this is what it's like, man. This is what it feels like. You know, it was just such a cool thing, man. And, and to get those shots and to have those, it was it was incredible. And and the energy that was in the stadium, the soccer crowd, man, it was awesome, man. I had a good time. And like I said, they're not all crisp and smooth like TV or like it would normally be. But it was just in the moment. It was in the it was it was in it. And it just felt great to get those shots like that. Um, but that's how it is when you're out there, man. You just got to make decisions. You know, you got to understand your lenses, understanding what you're shooting and make do with 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 what you got. Right. If you if you got a long lens, yeah, you can get certain shots. If you if you're shooting with a with a wider lens, you can get certain shots. You just got to understand what you're shooting and and what you're trying to get. So that's why you just got to do it, man. The more you do it, the more you learn, the more you grow. And I've always been about that. I've I've never really backed down from a challenge or something that you know. I'm saying it's just fun. It's a process. I've always been open, vulnerable. Like I tell you, if I'm I feel confident or you know. I don't mind doing that, you know what I'm saying? But obviously I was a football player. I've been critiqued and stuff my whole life about how I play sports and how I how I this or how I that. So, you know, put myself out there and trying different things never really never really bothered me, never really stopped me. I just like to keep working at it. And so it's kind of cool to be able to, you know, get to go and shoot certain things now. But like I said, I've been doing this for, you know, four or five years now. That's just great advice for all aspiring photographers out there. And really any field you're in this applies to football players this applies to anything that you do great advice just get out there and keep doing it is there anything coming up that you've got booked that you're excited to shoot or is there anything that you have that you're dreaming of shooting you know i just i don't have anything coming up that i'm going to shoot like i say i think uh my kids baseball fall season is over um i think soccer season is over too um it's holiday season now so um hopefully i get to shoot maybe a couple of holiday parties or something that may be coming up but i don't really have anything on schedule right now but things just come up and you know people might somebody might hit me up and say hey we got this going on it's high school playoffs um i might get to go and shoot a game here or there so, but it's just kind of fun, man. Um, what what I will want to shoot? Ah, you know what? I think it'll be cool to. I think it'll be cool to shoot like you know, obviously like playoff games. Um, the World Cup is coming next year to Houston. I think that'll be fun. Ooh. That'd be dope to shoot some some, some like World Cup stuff, um, like cool concerts. You know, but being able to be up close, like I shot the concert last time and, you know, we were um, they had us back. I guess I was with the uh, I don't want to say small media, but I was with I wasn't with the. The big media groups, I guess, so to be like up close, so we were kind of back a little bit. Um, but to be able to be up close, be at around the stage where you can get some really like cool, 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 cool shots. 
Um, that stuff would be fun to me. I, I like I like doing that stuff. So I don't know, man. I'm just gonna keep shooting, man. Keep putting stuff out there. And like I say, sometimes it takes me a little while to put it out, just because I'm I'm more of a of a quality guy. Like I like for my stuff to look good. I like you know I'm not just trying to put stuff out fast just to put it out fast. I, I would rather put it out slower, but it'd be good quality content that the people look forward to seeing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it is. And so I got a lot of stuff going out. So I, that's why I might have stretches where, you know, I'm posting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. And then I might go through a lull and it might be a week and I don't post anything. Cause you know, I just try to keep it real and authentic. This is what I got, but I also, you know, got kids, I got things going on, school activities. So I don't have time to just sit there and just post and edit all day. Um, so when I get stuff done, I put it out and, you know, it's just kind of cool to me. And we're excited to continue to follow along with your photography journey. And sometimes it takes you a little bit longer to post the photos because they have to be framed first. So it's all just the one-stop <laughs> shop that is Glover Quinn. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's fun, man. I, I definitely appreciate the support, man, and, and the people that are that are interested in it. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, and we are excited to see more of it. Hopefully some of those holiday parties and maybe even a World Cup photo or two. Can't wait to see. Maybe some Lions games. Maybe that Dallas versus Lions game you end up uh, shooting some pictures at. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Uh, It's going to be a good journey for you, and it's going to be a good journey for the rest of the season. Any final thoughts on photography, the NFL, any advice for... aspiring photographers out there i mean i guess the only thing that i really would say for anybody anything man just like don't be afraid to go after it man just just go put yourself out there i mean we hear these stories and the 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 cliche things right you you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take you know and so when you're doubting yourself or you feel like you can't make it or you can't do this and this and that only thing people can tell you is no you know what i'm saying so you just keep going and all it takes is one person to tell you yes that's all it takes i mean i was a fourth round draft pick right i got passed up by every team four times for three times for the most part and the texans finally said yes and that's all it takes and it doesn't matter how you get your start right when i started the my db coach told me he didn't even want me to start right but the situation i had to start so it doesn't matter how you get your start once I start starting, I never gave it back, right? So it doesn't matter how you get started. It doesn't matter where you have to start. I'm trying to be in this photography game. I got to start at the bottom. I don't I don't get to just leave one profession and go be a pro in another. No, I got to start from the bottom and work my way up just like everybody else. So don't, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Everybody may not like what you do, and that's fine. There's a ton of people in this world somebody will everybody may not like how you play all it takes is one so don't don't be afraid to just go after it man live life go after it do what you love to do do what makes you happy and um watch lions football great advice for everywhere across the board whether you're into the arts whether you're into the athletics whether you're just working away Great advice from Glover Quinn. We will be back later this week to talk about the Lions versus the Chicago Bears. But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.